0: Welcome to the Ignite Movements podcast, where we're helping leaders think beyond a one ministry mindset to a multiplication mindset and trying to equip along the way how to do that with excellence. And so today we're going to be talking about something that I think is one of those things that's going to help us do things with excellence. I'm joined by Johnny Bird. Hello. Everybody give it up for Johnny. Johnny is a campus pastor here at the Springbrook campus and uh, doing an amazing job. And I think Johnny is really, really good at what we're talking about today, which is why he's here um, and so uh, so we're excited uh, to, to dive into this. But, you know, ministry has drastically changed uh, when you think about it. We're engaging a totally different mindset than what we used to. It used to be that unbelievers and people who didn't come to church... Still valued what the Bible had to say. They thought that was interesting. It was important. Uh, if you wanted to reason with them from the Bible, they would they would kind of take it, so to speak. They might not like it, but they yeah. would take it. Yeah, <laughs> they would say, okay, yeah, I understand. It's pretty authoritative. Yeah, it's just kind of a big deal. Um, and and so uh, you know, but that's really really different now. Like our culture doesn't really think about the Bible. Doesn't consider it. It's it's not on their radar at all. Um, And and for those who do, um, you know, in a lot of cases, uh, they've been taught some strange interpretations, explanations of things, re-explanations of things that were typically basic beliefs. Uh, and, and some things that aren't accurate. Uh, and so, um, because of that, whereas you used to be able to assume their person that professed Christ as their savior, said they loved Jesus, said they loved the Bible, probably had a very accurate biblical worldview, uh, you just sit down with them and go, oh yeah, you know, because the Bible says, and, and y'all, y'all would be on the same page kind of not like that anymore and so uh we're we're really seeing some just new ways of thinking and how do we communicate to those new ways of thinking and some would say you just you just don't like you just keep going the same way you always did in fact i was watching a podcast this morning uh johnny and the guy was talking about uh he was talking about that that uh you know folks uh, you know are trying to make the bible so yeah. relevant that they're that they're that they're they're leaving the original meaning of, of the text. And I'm like, that's that's valid. like we got to be careful about right, that. But right. his kind of conclusion was, let's quit trying to make it so make it relevant. And I was like,
1: wait yeah. a minute. <laughs> yeah, I think I think this topic is so important to talk about because our culture, I think it was true maybe, probably 20, 25 years ago that our culture changed like every 10 years mm-hmm. but I'm now seeing that we run at such a pace that it's almost changing every 5 years mm-hmm. and it's actually pretty easy and you're going to see that today when we talk about but it's pretty easy to get out of the loop on uh, the way that we actually present a timeless message but mm-hmm. we can do it in a very irrelevant way very quickly yeah. um, and, yeah. and you can, it's easier, it's easier I want you to hear that, like it's easier to go, you know what, I'm just going to get rid of all that stuff. I'm not even going to worry about that. And I'm just going to focus just on the message part and not how we actually communicate it. And that can become just irrelevant so quickly now. Um, and... And really, there's just a whole group, just every five years of people that are hearing things differently, receiving things differently, and we still have a message. Jesus is still trying to reach them, and it, it, it's a harder way of doing things, but in my in my opinion, it's a more fulfilling way of doing things, and it's actually being used by God even more so, um, if we can keep our finger on the pulse of All right. What's culture look like? How how to communicate to this culture right now?
0: Yeah, it's a challenge. And you know, if to kind of play the trump card, uh, just, (laughs) just, just to be honest, like I've got scripture that says that you should change how you communicate based on who your Mm -hmm. audience is and how they think, Uh, because in the book of Acts, what you see is in Acts chapter two. Um, You see Peter talking to a Jewish mindset and a Jewish community on Pentecost at Pentecost and he is talking to people who believed in the Old Testament, believed in the one true God, believed that God created the earth, believed that a Messiah was coming. I mean, just, you know, believe that the Old Testament uh, scripture was was scripture. Um, and so all he really had to do is fill in some blanks. He just had to be like, "Hey, just so you know, like here's what the Old Testament says about the Messiah. So when you crucified Jesus, you kind of missed it. Like, like you need to realize you, you know, you all crucified the Messiah. But good news is, uh, he died and rose again for you." Except him now.
1: Yeah, they already had a lot of details.
0: Had all they the had reference they needed. Yeah. And to yeah. me, it's kind of like, you know, even more so when I was growing up than when you were growing up, that literally, like, there were people who weren't in church that would walk around and they would say, yeah, yeah, I, I, I know <laughs> Jesus died for me. I know the Bible's true. I know it's all it's all real. And their only hang up was maybe, but could he really love me? You know, that kind of thing. Right, right. Not, not like, I don't believe any of that stuff. Yeah. Uh, and so... <laughs> But there's a huge transition when you get outside of that Jerusalem kind of mindset and Paul ends up in Mars Hill in Acts 17. All of a sudden, he literally is, he's not starting from, I mean, these people, they didn't know if there was a God. They for sure didn't know if there was one God. They, they In fact, their opinion was there was a bunch of them. Uh, they didn't know if God created the earth. They didn't know anything about the one true God. They didn't know anything about the Old Testament scriptures. And so Paul didn't start with any of that. Uh, he, he started out um, uh, talking to them and, and quoting, a, um, uh, quoting a secular uh, poet. Uh, He started out trying to kind of make them hungry for hey You've got this unknown an idol to an unknown God literally his introduction is hey, you've got an idol to an unknown God Let's talk about that Um, And so he's literally working off of an idol for his introduction uh, You know to say hey, you're clearly searching for something you haven't found yet You got all these gods lined up on the shelf and you haven't found it yet So let's talk about what you're still missing and and so that's kind of how he approached it, which is totally different
1: yeah, and 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 this right here, like right now, I feel like what you're looking at in our culture currently is you've got people like myself uh, that may have young kids, and right now, I would even say people my age, a lot of them around here grew up in church. I didn't grow up in church necessarily. I, I didn't. My childhood was not. I wouldn't say church was a big part of my childhood. But you do have a lot of people that did grow up in church. So it's kind of like they do have some of those details. But then not too long ago they started being that statistic of men they're leaving the church after high school in droves mm-hmm. well that was my generation that was that were the people my age and then those people are parenting kids that are now not growing up in church so it's like mm-hmm. now you've got 10 12 you know 13 year olds and under that are not growing up in church they don't have kind of that that background that maybe uh, the people in acts 2 have where they've got some details they've mm-hmm. got some things that they heard growing up um, and, but, but then you also have the parents of those that, that may have some details. Mm-hmm. And so you've got these very vast kind of different groups and some of them do, some of them don't. And it's like, okay, how do we communicate to that group of people? And I think, unfortunately, I, I believe you see this in the Bible, uh, you're <laughs> going to see more and more people, uh, actually are more like the kids of of, mm-hmm. of that group of that scenario is you're yeah. going to see more people that are like i just didn't grow up in church yes yeah. i don't have that story i don't have those stories i don't know the old testament stories i didn't know about the party in the sea i didn't know about any of that kind of stuff yeah
0: and and that's why we've really got to get good at this we got to get good at this mars hill kind of kind of preaching and teaching uh you know and, and some people will look at that and go well in acts 2 thousands got saved in acts 17 it said a few got saved Uh, And and some people I've even heard some people accuse Paul of like well he went light on the on the Old Testament yeah, Bible teaching, yeah. and so that's why he came up short. So he didn't really preach the Bible, and that's why it didn't go as well. And he learned his lesson. Like, he didn't do that again, you know. Uh, but I really think that what it shows is, is in these types of cultures, it takes a lot of personal investment before we see fruit. And we talk a lot about that on the podcast, and so you can go back and catch some of that kind of thing as far as building a disciple-making foundation and all that kind of thing. But I think when it comes to communicating, I think it was inspired by God for, for Paul to communicate in that way, in that context, And I think there's a lot we can learn from that about how we enter into these discussions and conversations when we're speaking with people who just don't get our mindset at all. So what I'd like to do is take a few minutes and uh, think about how we can more effectively engage people of of these current generations um, as we preach the good Mm -hmm. news of Jesus that just don't think have a biblical framework at all. So the first thing is, is just give your listeners permission to not accept what you're saying. Now that can be kind of controversial uh, you know I think sometimes you may hear a pastor do that and you think to yourself, well is he just like conceding that hey this may or may not be true it may not be a good option it may be a good option you know it's up to you to you know i if I think if you listen closely hopefully hopefully to whoever you've heard say that um, what you notice is they're not saying you know it doesn't really matter if this is true what they're saying is is you know you may not want to accept this and that's you know I accept your right to think how you want to, uh, which that's a novel idea. Right, uh, yeah, kind of losing, losing that in our culture too. <laughs> uh, but I accept your right to think differently if you want to think differently. But I really want you to consider this on its merits. And so, you know, when you say something like, um, "I want you to see this because I think it's amazing and I think it's life changing," but but all we ask is the opportunity to share what the Bible says with you. We're not going to shove anything down your throats. So the decision's up to you. All of a sudden, that. That takes the pressure down. All of a sudden, an unchurched person actually leans in and says, "Okay, I might pay attention to this because all you have to to illustrate this is think of a timeshare salesman. If you've ever been to a timeshare (laughs) presentation, you know exactly what you're talking about. I walk into those things and I have already made up my mind. I'm not going to agree with anything he says because they set you up. They say, first of all, Johnny, don't you feel like that vacations are important for your family? and you I say, would say yes. you say yes I would say don't yes. don't you don't, don't you say that whether you plan for it or not you usually end up spending something on entertainment and vacations yes yes
1: It's us get you to nod your head you're don't saying, you yes. think this is
0: an amazing resort yes i go in i'm like no this resort <laughs> is awful <laughs> i wouldn't stay here like get give me my 50 dollar gift card they're I, not even know?
1: they're not even sold on their sales pitch at the end of it <laughs> yeah. they're like i don't have anything to offer you then
0: like is how much would you say you spent i don't ever spend anything on vacations <laughs> We like the kids in the basement. We don't go anywhere. Um, and so, uh, you know, and, and so people are used to dealing mm-hmm. with pushy Christians. And actually, I think we're going to talk about this. It shows more confidence in the good news of Jesus to, to 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 look at people and say, I'm confident in this. So confident that I don't need to be pushy. Yeah. Um, and it's it opens up their listening more because they're like, okay, they're not going to. They're just literally going to say what they have to say and leave it in my lap. I can handle that. Mm. So. So, yeah, yeah, that's the first thing is just give your listeners permission to not accept it. And then secondly, um, address what they're already thinking. Yeah. Right. I mean, like almost anything you're going to preach on a Sunday morning and an unchurched person is sitting there going, I got a real problem with that. Whatever it is they would be thinking when you bring it up, you need to actually address it. You just you just need to tackle it. You just need to say, look, some of you are thinking X, Y, Z like and I get that but here's you know let me just take a a brief moment to explain why i see it differently from the bible and so just just you know just saying hey i get it like i understand and when you don't acknowledge that it kind of says maybe
1: you're a little bit afraid of that objection i would say that and i would also say it again i said this earlier about something else but it's it's a lot easier not to ever have to think about this Mm -hmm. but this is more effective yeah so it's like it's in my opinion, if I just don't try to do any research or not, not, not give any thought time towards, well, where are people coming from? Like, what would they be thinking in this moment? Mm. Um, it's a lazy. It's almost a lazy approach. Yeah, you know, it's either I don't have. I know we talked about this, and and you've talked about this, and but like I know we either don't have an I an idea or a or a, a way to combat, you know, their question, um, or. We just want to put in the time yeah and it's either one of those things and i think either one of those things is yeah. not a great approach to communicating
0: <laughs> it feels like a, i don't know if i'm using the correct uh, argument uh but it feels like a straw man argument a little bit that hey i'm going to build up my case without even even touching the things mm. that could could ha- you know could could be a problem to my case um and so it feels like well yeah your your case sounds really good when you don't deal with the big the big issues yeah uh and sure. and they know that you're not fooling anybody and it you know along those lines i think also you know, just helping them understand, you do respect their opinions. Uh, we have to be real careful about going, you know, well, there's there's idiots out there that think blah, blah, blah. And God clearly says, you know, well, if you want to have a church where your people are investing in people spiritually, and, and at some point in their disciple-making process, they're bringing them into your church, then you can't just like belittle somebody's views. And so it's okay to say, hey, listen, you have good reasons for feeling the way you do. Um, you know, maybe you're teaching on how important it is to be a part, an active part of the body of Christ. And that's in scripture, you're teaching it. And, and but you're going to say, hey, some of you guys have a problem with that because something has happened to you in the, ch- in, in the church in the past. And I get that. Like, it, like you've got really good reasons and it makes sense. But le- let me tell you why God still wants this for you. Um, and so, you know, just instead of saying, you know, some of you have been hurt by the church and you need to get over it,
1: uh, you know, like
0: just say, Hey, you've got good reasons. Like some of you, you haven't accepted this truth yet and you know, there's reasons you haven't and, 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 you know, it makes, it makes perfectly good sense. But here, I, I I just, I'm so passionate about this. I think it's so life-changing. I just want to share with you God's perspective. Um, and so that kind of
1: respect, I think goes a long way. Absolutely. Uh, I've. I can't agree more to that. Uh, addressing what uh, what they're already thinking uh, is going to be something that if you can make that consistent uh, in your communication, you're going to be able to take down some of those walls. I think, I think at the very beginning of conversations, and if you're preaching a message, or if you're just talking with a group of people, or maybe just one-on-one, um, starting from that point, they're going to come, a lot of times people come in with their defense up, mm-hmm. and it allows them to just... Breathe a little bit, and it sets the stage for the rest of it. I think. I think one of the things that uh, the next thing that we talked about is is to uh, fill in the backstory of everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is a big deal. This is actually kind of personal for me because you can't just assume everyone knows everything you're talking about. Even if you're preaching on a Sunday morning, early service, you know, like <laughs> you're uh, you're on the stage and you're and you're just preaching a message and you're giving a story out of the Bible and and and. I feel like there's people, unfortunately, a lot of it, some of it, and a lot of it probably has to do with we're kind of growing in Bible literacy a little bit, mm-hmm. and that's that's not a great thing. But for us to know that, mm-hmm. we can actually be more effective teachers and communicators. Going, hey, not everyone knows what a disciple is. Like mm-hmm. that's not a word we use every day. Yeah. Not everyone knows, you know, that Moses wrote the first few books of the Bible. Not every, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I've I felt like in in over the last few years, especially. Uh, personify you know really making it personal I, I like to say things like hey Paul wrote this or you mm-hmm. know I, I just give a name to it and yeah. say and just give like a one sentence little description of who that person was yeah. and and you're like okay like because when you just say and I'm not against anything I, I'll say the Bible says but mm-hmm. but sometimes it's actually more effective if you're like hey this is what Peter wrote yeah and Peter was someone that you know that.
0: Or the scenario that it, he's in. Yeah, or, just
1: what what's what's happening in the you know, moment, or you if know, you're in like, the
0: Psalms, just saying, hey, David wrote this, and we assume everybody yep. knows the life of David, so we probably know this yep. this repentance thing is probably coming off the back. You know, yep. no, you're probably going to have to give the background.
1: Paul Paul wrote a lot of his letters from prison. Yeah. And you're just like, if you said that and no one had a context of what that looked like, you're like, why are we taking in, You know, why are we taking advice from a convict? Yeah, yeah, And you know, and it's like, well, that's actually a great question. And uh, but people don't know that he was just put in prison because he was just sharing the gospel yeah. with people. And yeah. and, that, and that was something you could be thrown in prison for. And so filling in the you back gotta catch story. people up. Yeah, yeah filling the backstory, uh, it helps. And again, I mean, I think all of these things we're talking about just takes the defense and takes it, it takes the guard down a little bit for people to understand like where these stories where this you know where you're going with with however whatever you're teaching uh, if but you're
0: if you're brand new to to the church world and you come a couple times and you feel like that you were lost in a in the lingo and just just not the lingo but the just the conversation. You. Were, mm-hmm. You. It was like you went to lunch with a couple of old college, you know, friends that roomed together, and you weren't there, and you just happened to be at lunch with them, and you're like, I didn't understand anything they were talking about, yeah. uh, and why would you want to do that, yeah. you know, over and over yeah. again. So, yeah. absolutely.
1: Yeah. Uh, one of the things that I think is so important is is giving them the motivation for hearing what you have to say. Mm. Um, the assumption that everyone in the room just has a clear goal of i just want to know my bible better and follow Mm -hmm. it uh that that it just isn't true anymore and um and so and and, uh, so but here's the thing is that we actually have a lot of people in the room that uh they want to know you know why their marriage is not going well Mm -hmm. or they want to know how to put the bottle down or (laughs) they, they they want to know things about their own life that it's like okay, I'm struggling with something, you know, and everyone has different struggles, but they're really looking at things from a, more of a personal view, mm-hmm. and so for us to take a, almost a non personal view uh, angle into teaching actually doesn't really help them, yeah. and so sometimes you've got to start with like what what does this what does it even mean for you, yeah. and how and you know you could use you could use different stories about your own life or about people people's lives around you uh, to help uh, to help kind of push that and to help show like this is actually what can happen. Because if you have a room of people that maybe they don't trust you, maybe they don't trust the Bible yet, and yeah. you know, if the first thing you say is like, hey, we're going to open up our Bibles and, and, and listen to what, what it has to say about it, that may not be a great introduction. Yeah. And so that may not be the, the first sentence that you want to say. It may be something that you start out with a personal story. Mm-hmm. You start. I've, I've always felt like that that helps out a ton uh, or, or at least start out if you're especially in when you're preaching to a, a gathering of people um start out with a way that you're building trust mm-hmm. and and usually yeah. that's like they're meeting someone that it's, it's more personable it's not just we're just going to flip the page open and we're just going to start reading something because they they you have people, I guarantee you have people that don't trust the Bible. You have people that have yet, they're, they've not put all their trust in you yet. And so yep. there, there's some trust building that has to happen in the process. It
0: would be nice if everybody, like you said, showed up and just said, I'm here to hear from God, whatever the topic is. Yeah. If it's that would be great. If it's go forgive the person <laughs> that I hate the most, yep. I'm going to lap it up. And I'm going to go do it. But really, for the most part, people, uh, you know, and, and you know, we're not trying to feed yeah, you know, wrong motivations, yep. but but for the most part, people are so show, are showing up going, I've got issues, I've got problems, I've got struggles, I've got to struggle with this person. Mm-hmm. You know, I. I, I I don't know if I can forgive them you know and, and when you start out by, by by talking about a shared experience you know yeah. that hey we all yep. struggle with this this isn't easy and we build up to you know making them hungry for it you know one of the things we said in, in, a, in a previous podcast about putting together messages your introduction is based mm-hmm. off the question why should they care yeah and when you give them That's that good. first then they're going to lean in when you get to the scripture and say, here's what God says, as opposed to just starting right off with, "Yeah, hey, forgive your brother.
1: Yeah, we're, <laughs> we're, we're in a series right now just about relationships, building healthy relationships. And, and we're, you know, the idea, and I do this a lot um and so it's not super creative but very helpful uh <laughs> but at the beginning of a message instead of just flipping the bible open going this is, we're going to read right here it's it, you could start to list things that you've done or that i've done or that we know is common mm-hmm. and say hey have you ever said something you, di- you wish you hadn't said before you know, have you ever done, have you ever made a choice that you thought, man, I wish I could take that back? Mm. And all, all you're doing is you're you're coming around this common experience that really we all have. I mean, it's not you know you pick things that most people are dealing with, and, and all that all that allows people to do is be like, yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's me. Like I've yeah. done that. I'm, you know, and you're allowing them, even though it might be a group of people, you're allowing them to actually have a personal connection to whatever we're talking about in the mm-hmm. moment. So, yeah. and I think that happens when you you give them motivation like you said, giving them a hunger, why should they care? Yeah. Why should they care? And because at the end of the day, you know, in that particular scenario, it'd be like, well, you, we we already know like we don't want to be those people that always regrets everything we didn't said. Yeah. You we don't yeah. no one no one woke up going, I want to regret everything I did today. Yeah. <laughs> no. You know, and so, and that's, that is a shared experience because we do make mistakes and things like that. And we do have regrets. And so we share, we have that shared experience and you can kind of come off of that because there's a, there's a, uh, you're relating to them when you do that. And so, uh, the next thing is, uh, to speak in a language that, that people use, uh, this is a big deal. This is a big deal. And I mean, it's, it's somewhat self-explanatory, but like just watching out for using words that, that. You know if you grew up in the church or you've been you know if you're a pastor and you've been around for, you've been pastoring for 30 40 years it can sometimes it just slips in there i think mm-hmm. and um and so it's it's one of those things where and i try to just keep this uh personally i say if i if i won't use it at a restaurant I don't want to use it at the church. Yeah, and yeah. so I'm like, if I don't, if I don't talk like that when I'm ordering my food, <laughs> yeah. I don't want to talk like that when I'm trying to explain simple, but the very life changing message of Jesus. Because I want people to be able to understand it, lean into it, and connect with it. And so, using words that people don't understand um, all the time. I mean, I, I think I honestly think that's an enemy trap. i really do because i think people can leave a service sometimes feeling like man that message is really good because i didn't understand half of it um (laughs) but uh that's so true uh, yeah people are like i got smarter today
0: (laughs) and so i must know jesus better because i got smarter yeah even though i didn't understand it they think it should be
1: almost like a theology class that you don't understand anything um whereas if you want to teach for effective application It's got to be something that's like you don't want to you don't need to water it down right but i think we can communicate it in a way that's actually pretty simply understood yeah
0: i mean you you may want to talk about the concept of Mm -hmm. imputation you know but like like totally thoroughly explain it and make sure that you come back around to then this is why it matters this is why it's life changing you know so you know it's not that you have to water everything down every once in a while you know you you might even pull out a big theological word but uh you really again kind of the sort of this is the theological end of the backstory you know not just like learning like details about paul's life this is like details about truth that people aren't ready for yet because yeah. they don't know those overall concepts and so you've got to give them the theological backstory if you're going to pull any of that stuff in and that's that's a you know again it just slips out a lot of times mm-hmm. uh but yeah i love what you said about the restaurant because uh, we just totally would not
1: talk that way, uh, you know, in a, in a restaurant. And if you said something, you felt like someone didn't understand. Again, it's not. I mean, there are there are words in the scriptures that you're going to read through. There are names that you're going to read through that you may have to give a brief explanation for.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, and and we've got to stop and do that. Um, but but it's kind of like a it's it's a red flag where it's like okay, I need to stop for a second, say something about that because I wouldn't say that in a restaurant. So, I need to explain it here. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Um,
1: And I would do that. And if I said something strange in a restaurant, I'd probably have to stop and explain that. But (laughs) pretty pretty even kill in a restaurant. So, that's uh, not a whole lot going on
0: there. Yeah. Um, and then the last thing, and I'm sure there's a lot more, and I'd love to get your comments and that kind of thing, but the last thing is just show confidence that, that you know that God's Word is true mm-hmm. and it's life-changing. And, and some people will think that by acknowledging the objections that people have or or not you know, pushing them to see it God's way, that we're some, somehow being wishy-washy uh, and acting as if it's okay to, uh, you know, if people don't think that the Bible's God's Word or uh, if you don't follow what God says, it's no big deal. Uh, and, and that kind of thing. Uh, and they believe it demeans the, the message. But mm-hmm. you can allow people to listen and make their own choices. And at the same time, uh, you know, communicate that you are so confident that you know, Jesus is, uh, uh, you know, is, is, is life-changing power in people's lives. And, and and so, uh, literally, a lot of times we'll say, "Hey, listen. If if, if you're wondering, you want to have more conversations about this, uh, check check the box on the connect card to have a conversation with somebody." And here's the deal: we're not going to push anything down anyone's throat, but we just want to share the truth with you because we believe that the truth will absolutely yeah. change your life. So we're super confident in it. You know, uh, uh, you know, I, I've said before. Uh, I remember one time. Uh, I, was, I was trying to, uh, to find a place to plant a church, and uh, they said, well, you know, we can't rent to you because this is a, a city facility. Yeah. And they said, if we rent to you, we also have to rent to the Wiccans right and i said well let me just say something about that i said first of all are we having a wiccan outbreak i don't know about and and second of all my question my my thing i said is i said i know that when you say that you think that a lot of christians are just going to shut down and go oh well we don't i don't want that in my city yeah and i said to them i said i'm not concerned about that rent away to Mm. the wiccans rent to the Christians, yep. the truth of the gospel
1: of Jesus Christ will rent, prevail. <laughs> rent to all of it. And it's like, it's like uh, yeah, absolutely.
0: And so, you know, we're confident. We're absolutely yep. confident, uh, you know, that, uh, that, that that God's love is and his forgiveness is magnetic. And is, it's Jesus that transforms lives. And so we're so confident in that. Uh, and so you know, uh, as a church, that's our mission, that's our goal, and and, and we're not backing down from that. And so uh, those are just some things that I think it'd be great. Go over that with your staff. I'll tell you one thing that we have found super helpful, uh is to do sermon run-throughs yeah uh to just like go in with your staff or uh, get some people who are on board with these kind of principles and say i want you to listen to me preach throughout the week i'm going to come in here on a thursday i'm going to preach and i want you to say hey that's great but listen like you literally quoted spurgeon nobody in the world knows who ch spurgeon <laughs> is nowadays so if you're going to do that cool it's a great quote um, why don't you say he was a, you know, British preacher from this era, you know, and and maybe a little bit about him, uh, you know, maybe even throw his picture on the screen, you know. Uh, so, uh, you know, if, if you're going to do those kind of things, like having, having another set of ears to go, dude, you wouldn't talk like that in a restaurant, like, yeah. like but you're talking up there like you just fell out of a cemetery, a, uh, not a cemetery, a seminary. Was that a, that was a Freudian <laughs> wow. slip? Freudian slip there. No, uh, you just S- fell out of a seminary. Divine intervention. Uh, and so, <laughs> so we have found that is super helpful. When you when the people that are listening to you like totally get the value, and even if you don't have people who can come in during the week, if there's some people scattered in the con- congregation that you can literally say, I will ask you. Mm-hmm. You'll have to say that because nobody wants to come up to you afterwards and go, dude, that made no sense. Um, and so to say, I will ask you afterwards what I could have been clearer on, what what I could have engaged people better. Were people were people hungry to know what I was gonna preach on before I got into it or did I just jump into it? Yeah. Uh, and so all of these types of things, just asking those questions of people, maybe even giving them a sheet with the specific things you want them to listen for so that you can get better at communicating to today's mindset. So that's all the time that we've got today, all the content we have for today. Thanks for joining us. Listen, uh, like, subscribe, share. Uh, If you enjoy what you're getting from Ignite Movement's podcast, and we'll see you next time.